Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. gentlemen welcome to another edition a bonus edition of stay busy with armand sadler where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture i hope you all have been having a fantastic summer so far it's flying by already we're already in the middle of july that's crazy like ramon day feels like it was yesterday and it's been weeks since then i'm in the studio though um the boy host armand sadler host head honcho vegan trees poppy founder of ball nigga ballers I got uh, Nick is here. Nick is here. Executive producing at a high level, as only he does. Got the good bro, Lasan here. Um, and we need to have a conversation. The state of male R&B. Now, I, I'm sure you all recall, one of I would call this one of Stay Busy's seminal episodes, R&B, where Nick and I had a very spirited discussion on R&B. And while I do have a lot of the same feelings that I have, that I had, like, you know, I, I do like a lot of these new artists, I, these days, I feel myself leaning a little more towards the, the R&B snob side. And, um, you know, there are a multitude of factors that play into that. So let's talk about an album that just recently came out. Wasteland by Brent, Brent Fias. As y'all know, I'm a very, very big, big Brent Fias fan. I think he is very talented. I love his songwriting. I love the progression of his career. Wasteland was very highly anticipated for me. Um, overall, I liked it. I uh, really like All Mine. I like Ghetto Gatsby until he gets to the Alicia, the Alicia Keys part. Uh, at this point, I, 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 don't, I really don't need to hear from Alicia Keys. I, I love her. I respect her. She's one of my first crushes. But musically, I, I, just, I, just, I really don't need to hear from her anymore. Um, she really didn't add much to the song for me. Um, Rolling Stone is great. Um, there's, there's good stuff. It's a good project. The skits, I, I don't hate skits on albums. People were really complaining about the skits. I understand the complaints about them. They were a bit jarring overwhelming that car crash one was just like a lot it was, it was it was just a lot and you know i think skits do a lot for like a conceptual type of album like that's where they fit but here they kind of felt like they were just kind of just done and brent's done skits before that's not new so the people complaining i was like i like you know maybe you're not a brent fan but like if you're if you've been tapped in throughout his career he's done skits on his on his projects um and this is a very obvious thing. I think we all know this. I don't think anyone thinks Brent Fies is like a powerhouse vocalist. He's not the strongest singer. He does just enough. His melodies are pretty simple. He does do cool harmonies, which I, I really like. Like, despite not being a strong singer, his harmonies are always really well done. And I like that the the production here, like, he took it in different directions. We talked about this when, you know, Gravity came out and Show You Off and all those. Like, Brent was trying to do different things here. Um, and while... Doing different things is cool. Just because it's different doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Um, there are some some songs where it, it felt like he kind of stuck to 
what he's done already. Like gravity and wasting time. Like those you hear those, you're like, oh, Brent is about to do do some different stuff. Wasting time plays outside. Like that that's an outside song, and that's something that Brent is lacking. Is that translation to like events and brunches and day parties where you know you have a song that people would want to play. Um, so I, I think that's one of my biggest critiques of Wasteland. Like it's good, but to really push R and B forward for R and B to be what it was back in the day and what people want, you got to make people dance. You got to make people feel something. You gotta, you gotta switch the tempo up. And this album, despite trying to do different things in certain areas, it felt comfortable for him. And I I don't want to listen to an artist I like and feel like they're comfortable. They're sticking to what they do. And that's kind of how, how I felt about Giveon's album, give or take as well. I'm going to get to that later. Um, the sales projection for Brent came out at the time of the recording. He's projected to do 110 to 115 K. And there was a lot of commotion about that because he's projected to outsell Chris Brown, who just recently put out breezy. I believe breezy is projected at 80 or did 85 K first week. And people are like, why is this happening? I mean, you know, let's, let's just be honest. Chris Brown, he's been in the game for a while. He's well beyond his, his time where he was white hot and people ran to listen to him. People are going to give him that respectful. Listen, because he's been in the game so long, but people aren't rushing. Like, Chris Brown is not an artist I'm looking at his first week anymore because that's just not, like, it's kind of like looking at Rick Ross's first week sales. Like, well, why would you do that? Like, Ross is is just not that kind of guy where, like, you know, numbers are are what, you know, you you look at him for. You look at him just because he gives us, you know, timeless music. And Chris Brown, early in his career, gave us really timeless music. And now he's he's knocking on Legacy Act doors if he isn't a Legacy Act already. Uh, but Brent, Brent is white hot right now. All the attention is on him. He is one of the top guys in R&B. What that says about the state of R&B, you know, you, you can feel a certain way about that. Other people might feel a way about that. You know, it is what it is. But, he, like, him, Giveon, Lucky Day, like, th- those are the guys right now. Those are people are rushing to listen to that. Brent's rollout was really good. Appearing in different cities. Brent's outside. He connects with people. There, there's a connection there. He makes women feel a certain way. That's what R&B needs to do. Women move music. We say this, like, damn near every episode. Women determine what's a hit. Women determine the song of the summer. You got to make women feel a certain way. And even Brent with his quote-unquote toxic music, which is just him being honest and sharing his experiences, women rock with it. So I'm, I'm really not surprised that um, he, he sold as well as he did. But it, it's crazy because he's independent, too. Like, that's not something we see. We don't see indie artists doing over 100K ever. So really admirable for him. I, I give him a lot of, uh, a lot of credit for that. But that brought about the whole conversation of, damn, is Brent Fye as a face of R&B right now? I would not say that. He's one of the top guys, and maybe top guy because just the attention is on, is, is on him, and, um, you know, he's actually, like, out and about. Like, he does things. He's not one of, like, and it's crazy because, like, he comes off kind of reclusive and to himself, but he's outside connecting with people. Like, I've seen people I follow, like, friends who aren't, like, super into music, they'll run into him randomly and <laughs> he takes pictures of people. Like that's just what you got to do. You ultimately got to be outside, but I, I, I couldn't call him a fi- the face of r and right now. I think if we had to give that title to someone, it would be lucky day. And, and we've talked about that, you know, musically, he's a steward of r and He studies, he connects with the legends. He, he, he's worked with women. One of my biggest critiques of Brent's album, Giveon's album and lucky day's album actually is that, Brent had Alicia Keys. I would have preferred somebody else on there. Give you on no features, but like listen to Last Time from his EP uh, when it's all said and done. Fantastic song. Fantastic song with Snow Allegra. Fantastic song. Why are you not having women on your album? Lucky Day. Features on his album. Smino, Child, Lil Durk. 
Why are you not working with women? Have y'all heard Could You Break a Heart with Sid? Have y'all heard A Mess with LMA? Lucky um, Access Denied with Ari Lennox. He gave us a whole EP with only women features, and that was a really, really good project. Male and R&B, male and women R&B duets are one of my favorite things in the world. Think of my boo. Think of No Air, Jordan Sparks, and Chris Brown. And maybe that's my boo. Nah, it's got R&B in it. Um, I can go on and on and on with male w- men and women duetting on R&B songs, and those are some of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Why are y'all not working with women? That That's going to bring more attention to your music, too. And that, that's one of my biggest critiques. But, yeah, like, Lucky makes women feel a certain way. Like, he, he's pushing the whole sex symbol thing. Um, he's, he's a really good singer. He sounds good live. Makes really good music. Um, there's something missing for me still. And a lot people have been like, like, Lucky's gotten really hot over the last year, but people are, like, having a hard time getting on the train. And, like, I kind of understand it. Like, you know, Nick and I talked about it when we um, analyzed Candy Drip. Like, we don't really, we don't know him. Like, there's really, like, no connection there. Like, he makes really good music. You know, he's he's linked up with different people and done dope dope things. But the connection isn't there for me. The it factor is is missing. And, you know, he doesn't dance. And you think about Usher and Chris Brown, who were the faces of their generations. They dance. Miguel, he dances. Like, that, that's just that's, that's just something you have to do. And I'm not expecting whoever the guy is today to be like those guys, but that is a very, very important element to being the guy in R&B. But R&B is just very different these days. Uh, let's talk about Giveon. Giveon, give or take. I, I liked it. Uh, six songs in there, like, I really, really enjoy. Felt like he tried to do different things. And then the other six or eight, I think it's a 14-song project, felt like he was just giving us, you know, typical Giveon tempo, you know, crooning type stuff which you know it's cool like it's good but i see the potential and it felt like those six songs i really like trying to be um remind me lost me at least we tried um uh what's the other one i can't think of right now but those it's, it's like okay like you know Giveon's doing different things and but he's he's very much so to me like one of the biggest examples of how minimal r&b is today which is also something that's i'm i'm not a huge fan of like i like i like yeah i know how big i am on black love black um blast is really great too and like say blast makes the same song whatever it's good like <laughs> it's good um and black is really good too black has been studying music you know so like i i think this next product he's gonna take things in, in a different direction but like it's very minimal these days and it's very slow everyone wants to be in their bag in your feelings 3 a.m music which is great i love that we need that but we also need you to take things to another level and you know you look at songs like for tonight you know give took the tempo up a little bit really good song it's like okay like i can see the trajectory peaches peaches which he was on a little more upbeat really good what did he have the most memorable verse definitely not justin bieber and daniel caesar watched him but you know like it was, it was still a cool verse and i was like okay like you we see the potential do this just do it like i really don't if everyone is trying to stick to this same mold and it's it's holding the genre, the genre back um brent you know we talked about him not, not the strongest vocalist i haven't seen him live so i can't speak on his live performances um you know but he he needs a little more upbeat stuff and it's just like you know at, at the end of the day to be the guy you have to be the the best singer I, I feel or or one of the best singers and that's just something that brent is lacking still makes great music but you know he's he's lacking the vocals um i, I would put division in the conversation also a big aspect of being the guy in r&b is selling well as well brent Obviously, projected 110, 115K. Giveon sells pretty well. Lucky Day sells pretty well from what I understand. Division, super talented vocally. They don't dance. They, they, they're they outside, kind of. 
Um, but they, they don't sell well. Like, Amusing Her Feelings did, like, 25K first week. And, you know, you can't hold R&B sales to the same standards as rap, I guess. But when you see Brent Fias independently doing 110K and you know who Division has access to and who they're signed to, there's the, there's something missing there for the for the people to really, like, latch on to them. But, you know, they tried to make more upbeat stuff on Amusing Her Feelings, keep it going, um, Dangerous City. And th- those are dope records. Like, they're very capable. But, like... You have to be the five-tool player to be the guy in R&B. And no, no one really has all, all the tools. If they sell well, vocally, they're not that strong. If they're vocally strong, they might not sell well. Or the production is whatever. So we're in a really interesting time. And I, I get why people say, you know, male R&B especially is at, at, at the, this is the weakest it's ever been. Um, Mike Hamilton, uh, he was our employee of the month. He, he tweeted out how prior to Leave the Door Open going number one, the last R&B song to go number one was John Legend, All of Me, in 2014, which is crazy. Like, Think about that. It's been, aside from Leave the Door Open last year, it had been seven years since an R&B song, like a pure R&B song, went number one. And, you know, times have changed. Rap has just lapped R&B. Rap is the, the super white hot. That's the thing, the biggest genre in the world right now. You got to compete with the pop guys, the country guys, all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough, especially when, like, a lot of these labels aren't marketing their R&B acts to the point where they can, you know, break through and really be be that, be that bright light, be the person where they drop and you're like, yo, this person versus Lil Baby or you, whoever the big rapper that dropped is, they have a chance of going number one. You you, you just do, you, you don't think about that. R&B songs just sadly aren't moving like that, which is really, really tough um, to grasp. But also, one of the biggest things, one of the most frustrating things, I knew once Wasteland dropped – all over the timeline in my group chats, it will be toxic, 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 toxic. I want us to defund that word. Like, I want y'all to really shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of hearing that word toxic. The word toxic becoming popular over the last three years is possibly the worst thing to happen to music. Future. Oh, future drops. Oh, I'm ready for some toxic shit. He, he ain't give you that. Oh, and I never liked you. I, yeah, I must have been hurting. He ain't give you that. He was rapping more. There's toxic shit on there, but, like, why Why is that the word that we run to? Is there no other way to describe music? Music is so layered and beautiful and elaborate, and we just run to the word toxic. And because toxic has become so popular, every artist is trying to do it. And they're, they're boxing themselves in when there's so much out here, so much untapped potential. Imagine Giveon jumped on a house track. Imagine that. Imagine Giveon did that. Imagine Lucky did that. And... You know, I, I don't want to put Lucky there because Lucky makes upbeat type music. Guests is something you can play outside. Um, like L- 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 Lucky tries. You, you can't you can't box Lucky into anything, which is good for him. Um, but I'm I'm so tired of hearing this word toxic. You are not going to be a superstar sticking to just slow minimal music and and being toxic. It's it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, that's that's just the reality of it. Think about Usher. You don't have to call. Yeah. Think about Chris Brown. Run it. Wall to wall. Uh, forever. Chris Brown j- jumped into the, the the house dance stuff pretty early in his career, too. And he was killing it. He had good records. Neo did that. People gave Neo backlash on that, saying he all, all them Pitbull songs. Look at how much money he made, though. Look at how, look at how big he was. <laughs> Come on. Like, like we, you know, the, 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 the examples are there of what you need to do or what you can do. You don't need to do that one thing. There's a lot of other things you can do to be big or simply just be really good at your craft. But... The essence of R&B is making women feel a certain way. And it's not just this slow jam, ballad, sex, text my ex, all that shit. Like, it's, it's so much more than that. It's such a beautiful, 
expansive genre and we we have we have allowed it to be limited like uh, us fans have to take some accountability if you want to complain about the state of r&b you got to look around you and look at what people are the most interested in everyone wants toxic shit why, why, why can't we have some healthy? Like, like, why can't we have some wholesome shit? Like, why, why, why everybody got to be toxic? <laughs> the world is gonna melt. Like, come on, man. Like, like y'all want to be in love? Y'all don't want to be happy? Yeah, y'all want flowers? <laughs> you want to be blocked? You want your text to go green? Like, that's that's all y'all want? Come on, there's so much more to life. Like, come on, man. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's that, that's really what I want to see from the genre. I want to see upbeat stuff like when when i'm on the aux at the kickback i don't want to just be playing little baby and little dirk and jack harlow and if i want to hear some upbeat r&b i don't want to have to scroll back to 2001 and 2005 i I want some of that now well why can't we have none of that now (laughs) y'all really don't want to (laughs) dance like come on man (laughs) um but you know, I, I one thing I do want to talk about is, you know, when these state of male R&B conversations come up, you know, a, a lot of people bring up their their favorites. And someone could be your favorite. That's fine. But, like, you can't – and this is no disrespect to anyone in particular. But, like, you, you can't throw certain names in, in the ring for face of R&B when you look at who the face of R&B are. A lot of talented guys. Aaron Ray, I fuck with. Dylan Sinclair, I fuck with. Xavier Omari, I know how much I, I, I love them. They're very talented. They have the capability, but the problem is presence. The problem is how they're being pushed, how, how big they're getting. Like, you know, we, we give people that, that, that word star a, a little too loosely, a, a, a little too easily. There's, there's levels to it. There's multiple aspects that make that. These people are capable. And they're, they're really good albums this year. Like Aaron Ray's album, Hello Poison, really good. Um, Dylan Sinclair's project, No Longer in the Suburbs, really good. Neo just dropped self-explanatory, really good. I like that he kept it short. It was it was dope. Um, those obviously don't measure up to you know the, the the breezy, the wasteland, give or take, candy drip in terms of platform and presence and you know attention that it gets. But like there are a lot of talented people. It's just you you ultimately need that one guy who pushes um, pushes the whole genre forward. Like the, the NBA getting LeBron James. It like it it just and it, granted you go from MJ to Kobe to to Mike Steph had his run, I think Giannis is set up to be the next face. I don't know. Yeah, y'all can argue me on that. This is a music podcast, so don't argue me. But um, like you you ultimately need that one person who is just like that thing that brings more attention to you and then allows other people to raise up. Right now we don't have that 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 one person. There's a lot of people competing for that title. A lot of people prematurely being given that title, but there's not that one bright light that is just like standing above the rest and then also allowing everyone else to be seen. Cause you know, like a lot of people hate LeBron and because of, because of the, their hate for LeBron, they latch on to KD, they latch on to Steph, they latch on to all these people. So it allows other people to get some, some fans and some attention as well. And we just don't have that guy right now. Um, and I think the, the tiny desk that, that Usher did, like, it's just like, granted, I, I like Breezy a lot also. I, I, I didn't get to talk about Breezy. I, I thought Breezy was really good. Like, of Chris Brown's last three albums, uh, Heartbreak on a Full Moon, Indigo, like, I think this is this is the best project Chris Brown's put out in a while. Again, he's a legacy act. We're not rushing to hear him. We give him that that the respect to listen. I thought it was really good. Like, there's that run at the end. A, a lot of the solo songs by himself, pure R&B stuff, he kills that. Like, you know, and 
this is the shortest of the albums he's put out the last three year, uh, the last three albums. Twenty four songs, which is still a lot, but it's the shortest. Some stuff could have been cut. You know, I know Chris Brown likes to get into his rap drill bag. He likes to do a lot of different things. Um, but I feel like if this was cut and a little more focused, then it would be really good. I, I just don't think we're going to get a focused project from Chris Brown. He, he's kind of – I'm not saying him and Drake are on the same level, but it's kind of like Drake where people want a pure rap project from Drake. And it's just not going to happen. Drake knows he has to appeal to a lot of different people. I, I think that's the same for Chris Brown. I, I just think he likes to do a lot of different things. But um, – Really strong songs there, Possessive with Young Blue and Wayne. Lil Wayne spazzed on that. I really love Young Blue. Yeah, I know that. Um, I, I like Need You Right Here with Bryson Tiller, Sex Memories with Ella May. Um, the, the Catch a Body song with Fabio is actually hard. That joint hard. I'm not going to front. Like, you know, you, you might not like Chris in, in that bag, but I thought that was really good. Sleep at Night is good. Passing Time. Like, there's really good stuff on there. Like, it's, it's really strong front to back. Um, it, it just could have been a little more focused. But, again, I don't think we're going to get that from but, um, you know, all of these, and it's been two years. Can we, can we put a stop to the Usher versus Chris Brown versus conversation? Please. Do, 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 do you, uh, the, the fucking T-Pain video where he's like, do something. Do something else. <laughs> do something else. Like, can we talk about something else? It's not going to happen. And Usher showed you in like 15 minutes why you don't want smoke with him, whether, it was on, whether it's on an IG live or whether he's on stage. You do not want smoke with that nigga. The cloth is different. He showed you vocals, live band, the falsetto. Like, he, he got in his, like, I, I feel like he surprised himself when, when he was doing the falsetto on Superstar. He's like, ah, like, the, the, the way he looked, he looked like he was genuinely surprised he could do that. Um, and someone brought this up, but I didn't think about it. He's gotten better as a vocalist as he's gotten older, which is crazy because, like, you put that wear and tear on your voice, you're touring, you're doing all that. Like, he, he obviously cares for it and he hones that skill. But he, he, he showed you. Even at this stage of his career, Legacy Act, not necessarily someone that, like, we, if, if Usher announced a new single, like, people would probably run to it. Not, but he's, he's, he's not, like, the, 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 the current face of this generation or genre. Like, his, his time has passed. He's still here cooking, though. And he showed you, like, even at this stage, all it takes is 15 minutes. And I'm, like, that, that Tiny Desk is better than all these albums we've heard. Again, good albums. I like these. But, like, bro, stop disrespecting Usher. Stop playing with Usher. He showed you. Watch, watch this. <laughs> he showed you. You don't want that. No, no, nobody wants that. So, you know, again, a lot of talented people, talented male R&B acts that I like, but the genre is not as big as it used to be, and it 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 really falls on it, it falls on us too. You know, like we, like you know, but one of, one of the things I hate is like people are like, why isn't this artist bigger? It's like, well, you know, listen to them. You know, tell other people to listen to them. Like, as fans, we, we push these people too, but it's also the label's job. It's also the artist's job. Like, there's a lot of different aspects that, that go into it. And I, I do think that we as fans have played a part in why the genre is what it is and why these artists want to just, they're cool just being toxic forever. And, yeah, it's 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 frustrating, you know? Um, it's it's definitely frustrating. It's a genre I love. I grew up with it. I've I've seen it evolve over time, you know. Like we went from Usher to Chris Brown, Miguel had his run where he was him, Frank Ocean. Like we we've had some generational talents come through. And there are a lot of talented people now, but I think part of it is like these R and B acts kind of want to be like rappers to an extent. And we really need to like there needs to be a distinction between that. You know, a lot of these R&B acts are rapping, doing more hip-hop production. There's nothing wrong with that. Some of the best R&B songs were produced by, by, by you know, hip-hop producers who do, do hip-hop stuff. 
those hip-hop R&B collabs of the 2000s, classics, you know, Ja Rule, Ashanti, uh, 50 Cent, Nate Dogg, like, you go on and on, like, you know, fantastic records. And, you know, these days, like, R&B is so minimal, so stripped back. Everyone's just, everyone's trying to vibe. Everyone wants to be a vibe. That, that word, too. We need to defund that word. Vibe and toxic. We really, we we as people need to stop using that. Because, yes, a song should be a vibe. At minimum, the song should be good. Like, yes. Yes, I-, I want to vibe out to this, but you should not be only striving to make vibes. M- make some vocals, make some immersive production, make full out, full, full length things. Like, like that's that's why I I, I like um, Brent Fizer's "Fuck the World" more than Wasteland. "Fuck the World" is shorter, but it feels like there's more meat to it. Wasteland, while you try to do different things, like I don't know, it's, it's just like it. It kind of felt like getting the um the uh the the uh, bowl at chipotle sofritas getting the, the the sofritas bowl at chipotle or like a salad with no protein like it's good i i eat salad with no protein sometimes it's fine it gets the job done but like you need some meat to it like you <laughs> pause if necessary but you, you like you know what i'm saying like and it, a, a lot of these albums will be good like I walked away from, from Giveon's because uh, I, I had Giveon's project early, so I was listening to it for like two weeks before it actually dropped. And so, like you know, I, I had time to fall in love with like trying to be and remind me and um, a couple other joints. But um, as I listened to it more, I'm like, the people have chosen "Lost Me." It seems it seems like "Lost Me" is the one from the project. Really good song, but I, I don't know. I just I walked away thinking like, oh, this is good, but I don't know. Like I'm not fully fulfilled, and you know, kind of the same with Wasteland. Candy Drip, I, I I really like. Um, still, I ran it back the other day. I, I I like it. Like, but even that one, like this 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 some something missing, and I don't know. It feels like th- these artists are going like ninety percent of the way, but not putting in that extra ten that will really like like what's what's the last classic male R and B album that we got? I like honestly, what's the last classic male R and B album that we got? I would say. Probably, uh, was it? Come on, blonde. Blonde was twenty sixteen. Freudian, Freudian. I'd say twenty seventeen. Freudian. Um, twenty eighteen. I don't think we got one from a guy. Twenty nineteen. We definitely didn't get a classic R and B album from a guy. I Chase Summer is fantastic. I don't know. I don't know if I'll call it a classic though. I, I I don't know. It's it's fantastic though. Like that's a really really good album. Like. As we said so many times in this pod, the women are running shit. If every year you could list off multiple albums from women that have been great. And guys, I don't know. I like we're 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 I don't know if we're complacent. I I I, I don't say I don't know. Like, niggas is complacent. <laughs> niggas is complacent being a vibe and being toxic. And I'm I'm really glad Brent addressed that uh, in that tweet. He said, "A nigga not toxic. I'm just putting my thoughts out." Brent, you, your thoughts are, are kind of toxic, but that's okay. That, that's okay, bro. Like, that, that's fine. I, I feel you, though, because people are o- overgeneralizing and, like, really, like, leaning on that. And there, there's so much more to them. There's so many different things that you can say. So, yeah, fellas, you know, the, the state of male R&B is um, it's a little concerning. It's a little concerning. You know, again, there are towns of people that I really rock with. But um, we here's here's my summary. You got to make people dance. You got to sell. You got to be outside. You have to be present. We have to connect with you. We have to know you. We have to feel you. Like, yes, anyone can write about heartbreak. 
and I can relate to it. Like, t- tell me a specific story about you and your heartbreak. Like, really, like, get into it. Meat. Put some meat on that salad. Put some protein on that damn salad. That's all I got. <laughs> I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Um, hey, sound off in the comments. Let me know if you agree, you disagree with me. Let me know on Twitter, IG. Um, don't just text me. Talk about it publicly. Let's 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 just battle for the people to see. Um, but yeah, make sure you hit that subscribe button, tap in, tune in. Um, again, I don't know when I'll be back next, but um, hopefully, male R and B improves by the time I do come back behind this mic. This is Stay Busy with the Boy Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. Have a good summer. Wash your hands. Put your mask on. Get boosted. And you could do it again. You can get boosted twice. So do that. Thank y'all. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Girl, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying yeah, busy. Yeah. Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Party with the gang. Right if you miss me I've been out in the world staying busy